You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 4, a podcast dedicated to inform, educate, and influence the future of housing and services for seniors. This podcast is powered by supporting partners, Propel Insurance, Inquire, LTC REIT, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. Learn more at btgvoice.com. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, the senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas on a really cool topic for today's episode. You're going to want to lean into this. We want to welcome our guest today, Orla Concanon. She's a therapeutic horticulturalist and she loves gardening and is very passionate about it and specifically how it pertains to uh, loneliness and interventions in senior living. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Uh, thank you so much. Good morning, Josh, and good morning, Lucas, and everyone out there. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we're glad that you're on, and and specifically about this topic, you know, we're coming out of a very difficult last 12, 14, 16 months for many people, and there's a top these topics of socialization, isolation, and stimulization around um, our older adults is very, very important right now. You know, um, occupancy is struggling a little bit right now, and senior living providers are trying to find ways to, you know, become, uh, you know, a place that is more predominant, have ways to get back to their main value proposition, which has always been community, right? Uh, And so tell us about your background, obviously you're, uh, super into gardening and, and how does this, how did you kind of, you take that passion and direct it to the older adult community? Sure. Um, well, I, um, I'm also super into elders and I've always been fond of, um, older adults, uh, in light of my, um, formative years, my strong relationship with my Nana, and that's the name we give grandmothers in Ireland. Um, and actually on that note, I used to work for the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland, um, when I lived in Dublin. So I just had a lifelong passion around serving elders and it's, um, manifested into a career and of course, founding Elder Grow. Um, so the nature part is, uh, as a result of actually working in senior living communities. Um, and so when I did that about 10 years ago, um, I, I worked out here in the Northwest at memory care and assisted living communities. And I saw how residents really responded when they had access to the outdoors and access to nature. I saw how it lit up their, uh, um, their senses. I saw how it uh, shifted their moods. And so um, fast forward to when I went off to grad school, I, I got a healthcare focused MBA and I had to come up with a business plan. And in doing so, um, we were, it was suggested to us that we solve a problem. And the problem I wanted to solve was how residents didn't have easy access to um, the outdoors, whether it was because of mobility or weather, um, safety challenges, if they needed um, one-on-one support from staff because they were a fall risk. So Elder Grow um, was the C for Elder Grow, and and pardon the many puns, um, was all because I... um, 
saw the need to bring nature indoors and, and make it accessible to all residents and senior living communities. And so that's how it came to life about, we just celebrated six years um, on Earth Day. So that's a big day for us. We, we launched on Earth Day because of how important we, we see nature and um, for my gardening, to be honest, I'm a, you know, I would say I'm a decent gardener, but I, I, I'm not the world's best gardener, more so um, a real nature enthusiast. And um, I saw how um, therapeutic gardening during my grad school research was so rich with evidence around um, lifting the spirits and um, really providing um concrete um, wellness benefits. Well, so this is a really interesting topic and I have heard about your organization for several years. I've thought it's really fascinating. And for any of those listeners who may could jump over to YouTube, you actually have a beautiful garden right behind you. Uh, and so that's kind of fun to, to be able to see. But I think a lot of operators uh, and owners in our industry and in senior housing I have seen and have had various types of whether we call it garden clubs or maybe you'll see some communities with raised planters outside that are sometimes easy or not easy to get to. And and we know that there are people, residents that come into our communities that that really enjoy this. But I am very intrigued because I didn't realize there was a whole line of study and research um, around the benefits so, I, you know, I've heard a lot about, you know, the different types of therapies, everything from physical and occupational music therapies to pet therapies. But this is a topic, call me ignorant, but I'm, I'm not very educated on. So I would love to know in your years of, of study and research, like particularly because you mentioned loneliness, yeah. that's always been a relevant topic in our industry, but specifically coming out of pandemic year where that was fighting loneliness and resident engagement and things like that. It's very, very relevant topic. So can you talk us uh, through a little bit of some of the benefits? Yeah, of course. Um, well, um, research shows that loneliness was an issue in senior living even prior to the pandemic. And certainly it's been um, challenged even more so now. I think one of the uh, data points we had is that 40% of residents were documented before COVID having experienced loneliness. And we know the challenges, how this can, of course, affect residents, but it also affects, you know, the healthcare costs and, and the like. Um, so um, some new powerful research came out in um, the year before last in 2019. And, um, systematic reviews. So these are a series of studies, not just one study, but rather a series of studies showed how um, therapeutic horticulture was one of the top interventions um, to help address loneliness in senior living. And specifically, not just therapeutic horticulture, but indoor gardening. Um, so that came out in the Aging and Mental Health Science Journal back in 2019, and the three top interventions um, for loneliness and senior living, one was, um, well, of course, therapeutic gardening or therapeutic horticulture, two, um, reminiscing therapy, and three, laughter therapy. So those were noted as the top interventions. And, um, you know, of course, 
I say a course because I'm so entrenched in it, but uh, therapeutic gardening really ties into reminiscing therapy because what happens with therapeutic gardening is you ignite the senses and it helps to spark positive memories. And that's how it helps to improve loneliness because it gives um, people a sense of place and a sense of identity through that reminiscing and sparks positive memories and it also um, lends to great opportunities for socialization. So gardening is a you know, wonderful opportunity um, for group gatherings and brings people together in that fashion. Well, you know, it seems to me as I'm just sitting here trying to break down, and I think I have probably just gone right over the top of the significance of, um, of how many aspects and how many sensors, sensories, uh, effects that this has, but you know, I'm, I'm thinking, and you correct me if I'm wrong, cause I'm the idiot here, just like making up things. But it seems to me, you know, when you start thinking about gardening whether it's indoor or outdoor, but let's just use indoor. I mean, the residents are, using touch they're involved in the soil and the plant whether it's watering or seeding or helping to nurture that they're they're uh remembering to check on that they're checking in so they have a sense of purpose to help nurture something uh and and then also i'm assuming with the the visual uh sensory potentially taste and smell depending on what they're gardening so there's a ton of things going on here am i am i just running down the wrong path or is is this am i touching on some of the the things you're 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 hitting it right on the spot um it you know horticultural therapy is unique in that it engages all the five senses so um that's how I, I like in horticultural therapy. You mentioned earlier how you're aware of other types of therapies, like, um, say, animal assisted therapy, and then there's art therapy, and there's music therapy. So I often liken it to to those type of therapies, which are non pharmacological. What makes horticultural therapy unique is that it hits all five senses. So there is that opportunity to touch on taste and certainly olfactory. You can smell the fragrant herbs and there's um, opportunity to um, visually stimulate um, through the colorful plants and um, our, our gardens always, we always try to, try to have at least five colors, for example, um, and we do culinary um, classes. So part of what we do at Elder Grow is we have um, therapeutic programming. And so our educators come on site to the senior living community twice a month. And all of our curriculum and all of our classes incorporate those senses. Um, and we really strive to create socialization opportunities um, as well as ignite the senses through those classes. So we'll do, say, a cooking class. So, for example, um, Josh, we, we, the residents will grow basil by seed, and later they'll harvest it, and then they'll um, make an herb salad or a caprese salad, and they really get a sense of accomplishment. Not only are they you know, indulging in the senses and in a social setting, but they're also this sense of accomplishment for having grown something successfully and now eating the fruits of their labor. So it's really a, a win on so many levels. So Orla, you know, speaking just from my standpoint, not Lucas, he's Mr. Green Thumb, but from Josh, like I can kill just about anything very quickly. 
if I'm a you know administrator thinking about trying to get some therapies going in my pro in my community, is this something that you know only the people that kind of have gardening experience are either going to be able to do or interested in, or is there a way to kind of without a ton of expense get into offering a horticulture therapy program even for a dummy like me? <laughs> um. Well, I, um, <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, I meant the dummy part. Um, well, it definitely, we, we want to impact as many residents and, and really adamant about that. I worked in senior living and I know how uh, imperative it is to really engage as many residents as possible. So for that reason, we don't just do gardening classes. We'd really limit our impact. So we'll do um, garden art classes, for example. We um, will teach classes, as you heard earlier, on uh, culinary classes so we can engage all the foodies. Um, so really important that we have a diverse curriculum. As far as the gardening, the green thumb part goes, we um, we have two different programs, one of which is full service. So our um, team of educators come and they actually provide the garden care but at the end of the day um we you know it it, it's not that hard to care for the gardens because it's a controlled setting there's a grow light that you know helps to illuminate the plants but also access the sun and you know there's um plants that we really use um that thrive in the garden and they're also very aromatic. So um, we really are able to handle anyone with concerns around uh, not having a green thumb because we provide a full service program. We have another program that's DIY. So even in that setting, while we don't physically come to the communities, what we do is we provide garden coaching virtually over say video chat. So we still can hold the, the, the residents' hands or the staff's hands and give custom coaching to really help make sure the gardens thrive. So you're telling me there's a chance is basically what you're telling me. From anyone from Mr. Green Thumb Lucas to, you know, gardening for dummies, <laughs> there, there's opportunity to start a horticulture therapy program in, in our communities. Um, you bet. You so bet. I do, I do have a question. I don't want to take us too much off topic, but I actually learned about, I'm learning a lot about you and, and, and this topic, uh, which is great. That's why I hope our listeners are as well, but you, you spent a lot of time in Ireland and kind of, um, doing these sort of things and, and Alzheimer's care when now, when you look at Ireland and when you look at the U S what, what are some comparisons and contrasts to, um, senior care, elder care, population care? What, what are some of the contrast and comparisons that you see? Um, that's a good question. I, um, what I saw, um, was in Ireland, um, a very, um, vast infrastructure around the voluntary, um, volunteer, organizations. Um, so uh, in this instance, the Alzheimer's Society, there are branches um, providing uh, respite care for elders um, and people living with dementia. Um, what was notable in terms of differences is how we here in the States have that assisted living care model. That really hasn't um, grown in the sense that it has here in the past couple decades. So there are a lot of um, 
loved ones are cared for at home in Ireland or through the nonprofit um, infrastructure. And they don't have as many opportunities as we have here in the States with all of the different care models and assisted living and memory care, skilled care. That's, they have skilled care, but they don't have the other more, um, the other options for more independent living. Interesting. Well, thank you for kind of educating us on that. I think sometimes we get in our bubble here in the States or in our specific States and, you know, we, we, we don't really understand, you know, how we stack up against other countries and we can learn things. And, and then also, you know, a lot of times we, we beat up ourselves here in the States about, Oh, we need to be doing this better, which we need to be doing a lot of things better, but it's good to hear that. It sounds like, you know, some of the the things and that we've done here are fairly innovative and, and provide some more opportunities. So it's really good. So Lucas, you get to see a ton of communities uh, as you're out doing renovation and helping people reshape and rethink. Um, what, what do you think about, about horticulture therapy? Is this something you've been in touch with very much? I've seen it a couple of times in these communities and I, I think it's fascinating. I think that this is uh, as relevant as it's ever been um, given, uh, you know, the opportunities that senior living has right now to bring people back to community um, and bring that back to the forefront in a very meaningful way. So um, I, I think that as operators are looking at various ways to engage their residents, um, I think that there's no one solution that solves all of that. I think that you have to have many, many different things. And to me, this seems like a very unique and fun way to connect um, not only together with the caregivers and the residents themselves, but just create that sense of community. So I, I love it. I think uh, that it's something that, that um, you know, uh, that our listeners are going to be interested in and uh, would love to get their feedback on social on this too. Awesome. Well, this has really been fun. Uh, I know you have a wealth of information. You have a wealth of services in your organization and your background as a horticultural therapist. I can't wait for our listeners to connect with you. I know many probably have heard because you've been in the industry for a while, um, educating and offering your services. But for those that haven't, look forward to them being able to view uh, this episode to listen to this episode and connect with you as Lucas is going to definitely tell them how to connect in, in our show notes. Yes. Orla, thank you so much for spending time with us today and giving us all this great information. Um, we'll make sure that your information gets put into our show notes and people can go to btgvoice.com to access uh, all the details around this shows and many more. Um, make sure that you connect with us on social. And once again, Orla, thank you for your time today. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for, for inviting me and the opportunity. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for everybody for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with hosts Josh Crisp and Lucas McCurdy. If you were informed, educated, or influenced by this episode, we want to know. Leave a comment on social media or contact us in the show notes. Powered by supporting partners, Propel Insurance, Inquire, LTC REIT, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. Learn more at btgvoice.com.